You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. I'm Angie, and I'm your host today, and in the studio with me is Mark Bird. He's the chairman of Revive Ohio. Hello, how are you? I'm doing great, Angie, thanks. (laughs) You know, I'm glad to hear that you're doing well, because... We are probably in one of the most challenging times as a society, actually as a world. And this is the beginning of a conversation you and I are going to have for the summer months. Yes. And it's going to be called the Summer of Hope, because I think that's what people need right now is hope. Most definitely. And we're going to unpack that today, Angie. What is hope and what does it look like when we don't have it? And the greater news is what happens when we do have it. I'm a firm believer that we as Christians need to be spreading the word of hope. We need to be sharing hope with people around us who don't understand it yet or they're looking for it, but we can't share what we don't have, Mark. Right. And Angie, here's the cool thing about this is we're going to start with today looking at what happens in the absence of hope. What does that look like, right? We can understand it better. And in in most of our cases, I guess, it's what's happening now. Like, what is the current state? And the current state, as described by many people across the globe, is hopelessness. So what does that look like in the absence of hope? We're going to start today in Proverbs 13, starting in verse 12. It says, Hope deferred makes a heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. And verse 13 says, Whoever scorns instruction will pay for it, but whoever respects a command is rewarded. So let's break that down for a second, Angie. In the very beginning, of course, we're talking about hope, and it says hope deferred. So what does that word deferred mean, right? That might be a a multiple-syllable word that we don't understand. But it's interesting, as we looked at this, Angie, several different translations of the Bible that we looked at uses the same word deferred. Hmm, so when that something is too often. No, it doesn't, hardly ever. And it's interesting that as we look at this, hope deferred means something that's put off or stretched out or pulled out, right? Put yeah. off. So if your hope, if my hope is deferred, that means it's put off. It's out of reach. So if hmm. you're going to pay something off, you're deferring your payments. You're putting them off. Like, I don't want to pay for it yet. Right. And then it's kind of like that. Well, if your hope is put off, it makes your heart sick. It makes my heart sick. Yeah, I can totally understand that. And then it says, but a longing fulfilled, it becomes a tree of life. So when that longing, when you yearn or long for something, if we're longing and yearning for hope and then we reach that, it becomes a tree of life to us. You know what it does? It feeds us, Angie. It gives us life back. It does, absolutely. And if we don't have hope, we can't offer hope. Mm, That is true. So in order for me to offer someone else hope, I have to have it in my own heart. Yeah, amen. So if I have an empty well, I can't give any water. So if my well is filled with hope, then I can offer hope to those who are hopeless or that their hope is deferred or put off. Yeah. So I want to also take us to an interesting scripture in the book of Romans, and this is chapter 15, starting in verse 13. It says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So how do you break that down? He's the God of hope. 
Angie, if we're deferred or devoid of hope, where do we go to get it? To the God of hope. That's it. He is the source. So again, it's recognizing and realizing if you are devoid of hope, if you're empty of hope right now, if you find yourself feeling hopeless, you got to go to the God of hope. I tell you, how about this one, Mark? This one might blow your mind. What is hope without God? Ooh, that's excellent. I mean, honestly, you can't define hope. No. Unless there's something to hope in, but you can't use the same definition, (laughs) right? It's like love. How do you have love without God? God is love. He's the one that defines it. Well, he also defines hope. Yes. And and Paul is writing in Romans that he wants us to abound in hope. Mine says overflow. Oh, I love that. With hope. Right. I can I can overflow a cup of coffee just like that. Right. So I can see that in my mind, which I don't understand abounding as much as overflowing. So if I describe to you a fountain of hope, what would that look like? Overflowing, bubbling. Yes. I love that. And so if we are overflowing with hope, Angie, guess what? Others will be able to come and partake of that or drink of that hope. Exactly. Like I said, you got to be able to receive in order to give, right? You can't give what you don't receive. That's absolutely correct. And I I think, can I just say something really quickly? I think it's really important based on what you just said that we need to be able to understand what we hope in. Like we can all go around saying we hope in something. Right. But do we understand our own hope? Mm, That's excellent. I think that sometimes we go along with it, but we don't really know what it is we're hoping in. Can we articulate our hope That's good. in order to share it with people? So I think that we need to understand and we need to understand it to the point where we can stand on it. I have found the best way to do this is to teach it. If mm-hmm. you have to teach something, you're going to understand <laughs> yeah. it inside and out. Yeah. And so just start telling other people around you about the hope you have and you'll start understanding it for yourself. That's really good, Angie. And it's a perfect segue into my last scripture that I wanted to share today. And that's out of 1 Peter 3 in verse 15 says, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. If you have to start giving a reason for that hope that was in you, Angie, you will start to look into what is my reason And that's what you're talking about. If I had to study that in order to give an answer, then you will understand it. And right now, we need to be displaying the hope that we believe in because it still feels like chaos. Yes. Okay. There's still unanswered things. There's still uncertainty. So we need to know this hope. We need to be able to give a reason for it. We need to live it. We need to be showing it with our actions and our words that we have this hope. And I love this, Angie. It ends with saying, with meekness and fear. Now, is Peter saying that we should live in fear? No. No, not at all, because hope erases fear. Right. But what he's saying is fear of God. Reverence. In in, in reverence of God. We should do this with meekness. Again, going back to Matthew 5, meekness is something that he talks about in the Beatitudes. And so we should be 
displaying that. Our life should be showing meekness and fear, the fear of the Lord, the respect of the Lord. That is how we display this hope. And finally, Angie, in Galatians 5, verses 22 to 25, this is talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And again, one of the fruits of the Spirit is meekness. So meekness is a fruit or an evidence of the Holy Spirit working in our hearts, working in our lives, bringing us the hope. Again, going back to that scripture in Romans 15, 13, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can embrace hope in our lives. And that's what Paul's exhorting us to do. And so we are to do this with meekness and the fear of the Lord. So let me just go ahead and kind of put a bow on this whole thing and summarize what we've talked about today. So our friends that are listening today, we're trying to help you to understand that you need to have a great understanding of your own hope so that you can go out and help this society and this world to understand the hope that you have and how they themselves can actually have the same hope. I like that, Angie. Something that just came to mind is get a grip on hope. That should be a shirt. It should. How do you, how do you, but, but if you said that to somebody, Hey, get a grip on hope. How would you do that? That makes people want to ask questions. Well, if you had to, if like you were commanded to get a grip on hope, where would you go to, to get that? Am I a believer or am I a non-believer? That's good. I think it's different. Okay. First of all, I'm a believer. I know I can go to the Lord with that. Right. But if I'm a non-believer, I am going to trust that there's going to be seeking. And God's really good about that. Because usually when people are seeking, then boom, there pops someone in their life that can speak a word of hope to them. That's it. And if a non-believer, Angie runs across the path of a believer, and we are supposed to be always ready to give a reason for the hope that is in us. That's exactly and right. And we know, tying back to this Romans 15, 13, we know that the God of hope wants to fill us with joy and peace that we may abound in that hope. Mm. And the reason we need to abound in it and get a grip on it is so that we can allow others that are hopeless to drink from it. Amen. That's fantastic. So let's go ahead and switch over now to our testimony. Today with me on the phone is a dear friend of mine that I met in the very first county that Revive ever did, Revive Dark County, and Judge Julie Monin, welcome to the program today. Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm doing well, and uh, thank you for agreeing to join us today, Julie. And we are talking about a, a topic that is really on everybody's mind right now, either really consciously or maybe subconsciously, but this subject of hope today. Like, what is hope, and what happens if we don't have it? You probably see people that are devoid of hope or don't have any hope, and what does that look like? Unfortunately, I do, and it's very sad. I guess as a believer, and you you see the people that come before me, and they have no hope, and you know what hope they need. And unfortunately, in the position that I am in, from at least the bench part, I can't share that with them. It becomes a struggle. It becomes a struggle. 
Yeah, and so because of the hope that we have, we have to try to display that hope in some way, right? And like you're like you're describing, like okay, I know this hope, like I'm in touch with it, uh, and yet I know that this person who is devoid of hope and seemingly is hopeless, I know this is what they need. But then you have to get creative, don't you, Julie? Because I'm sure that your mind is going 100 miles an hour. And I'm like, how can I creatively share this hope that is in me that they so desperately need? And a lot of times I've offered for prayer for them if they need prayer. Um, I don't necessarily do it uh, right in that moment or from the bench, but I do offer that up to them. The other thing is I believe that living the example And being that example for them is also a testimony to them, as well as being the light. I try to be very joyful, (laughs) even in the midst of circumstances that aren't so joyful, just so they can see, you know, that there is something positive out there that they can look forward to. And we just go from there. So, yeah, I've done quite a bit. Yeah, from the bench. Yeah, I'm sure you have. And we've had some conversations about that as well, Julian. And so I love it that you touched on that because it is true that our joy, of course, the scripture says that uh, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And that really is how we identify with that. And so walking that out, when people see us joyous in the midst of situations that are seemingly hopeless, then that's when they start to ask questions. Right, Julian, I'm sure you've seen that yes. as well. Absolutely. How, how can you be so happy or how can you be so joyful in the midst of either turmoil or unsettledness, any of that, and especially now with, yeah. with what the world is, is being thrown into, literally. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and so with that, you have to let your joy come forth, right? It has to come out. And then hopefully uh, the Holy Spirit is drawing people into your joy. And we it's true. Talk. It's contagious. You're right. Yeah. And that's what we have to be praying. And I'm sure that you're doing this every day as well, Julie, on your job. You're praying and asking the Lord, you know, give me wisdom, give me strength, give me joy, right? So that Absolutely. I can feed these people that which ultimately, I think, leads to the hope. Because we talked about earlier, you know, hope deferred or put off makes a heart sick. And I'm sure you mm-hmm. see this every single day, Julie. Mm-hmm, I do. What I kind of mm-hmm. hang my hat on, and this has been the scripture, you know, the Roman scripture about renewing your mind, because it's it's our mindset looking forward to that hope that, that will then become the instrument that could lead others to Christ. And that's very important to me, even during this time of turmoil. If you're looking at it at, you know, what we're limited versus what we get to do, oh, yeah. you know, just just shifting that perspective. Yep. You're not looking to it being a detriment, but what's, what is the opportunity for growth? I mean, if this is not a shout out from the Lord that says we need to look back to the family, we need to focus on our foundation, we need to, be, we need to stand firm and be rooted mm. in Him because He's telling us to stay home, be with our families, support our families, and he's telling us to be still. Right. Wow, that's good. I haven't figured that out in the last four weeks, (laughs) then then I don't know what else. He's pretty shouting it loud to me. Right. And so I just just believe that he wanted our attention, and he's gotten it. Yeah. Or he should have gotten it. Yeah. 
I'm thinking about this, Julie, how the scripture where Paul's talking about one man plants, another man waters, and God gives the increase. And I love the teamwork aspect, because like you said, you might be planting a seed, Julie, you might be watering a seed that was already planted. But regardless of which part of that equation we're in, we're working together for the Lord. And it's God who's going to bring the increase to that person or the people that we talk to. And so I'm thinking about that in terms of that, how we are just a part of God's workmanship and what he's trying to create through us, what he's trying to offer through us. And I just love that because you're in a different place than other people are, but yet you're still tapped in to the source of hope, the God of hope. This is true. I love this because the Holy Spirit does this to us very regularly, and he brings people across our paths and puts them on our minds and hearts as we're doing these programs. And it's interesting because when I think about hope, I think about you because I, I remember, Julie, when we met and the way that you are walking this out is just a beautiful example of hope to me because I think you model this for people because most of the people that come and stand before you every day are hopeless. I would agree. I would definitely agree. And, you know, any level of encouragement that I can give to them, no matter what it is, um, whether it's a smile, a kind word, you know, commenting on their appearance, mm. I mean, it's the little things that matter because you're bringing them attention. Yes. Or most of them aren't even getting attention. Wow. And it's positive and attention. It's, right? it's just, it's, it's such an opportunity. I mean, I'm so blessed to be, to be given this opportunity. So I want to use it to the best of, you know, to bring God the glory. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. every day, you know, Lord, what can I do for you today? You know, in, in asking for people, you know, how can I pray for you? You know, I have a good friend who's in the medical field. I'm like, how, you know, you're on my mind this morning. You know, how can I pray for you? And we're going to, she told me her prayer request and we're going to have Zoom tea tomorrow morning. Nice. And so we're going right. to get together and have tea together, but on Amen. Zoom conferencing. So, you know, it's just, you know, keeping that connection. I mean, granted, you know, we strive for that physical touch right. and that just being right. in relationship and community with people. But right now we're just asked to distance ourselves right. and be creative. That's excellent. And, you know, it's neat about that, even that little testimony there, Julie, is because that brings you hope. Looking forward to this uh, Zoom tea tomorrow, yes. and it brings her hope as well. Exactly. And, and why you're in relationship. And so this hope is, like we talked about, is contagious. And that's what sure. we're hoping, because the hope that we're connected with is the hope that God has shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And uh, Julie, you're just a walking example of that. And I thank you for being that example to me. And and you bring me hope to keep going, to pick up every day and just keep going, keep walking this out. So thank you for that, Julie. And thank you for carving out some time out of your busy schedule to join us on the program today. It's my pleasure. And, you know, it, it takes us all together to build each other up. And I appreciate you as well. And Revive has been, you know, just an absolute key to, you know, my outlook on life, you know, my hope. And it was just a catalyst. So I think all of the Revive community from day one to I think we're on day a thousand and something. I know James always knows what day we're on. Right. So I'm very much a blessing. Awesome. Well, thanks one more time for joining us, Julie, and uh, we're out of time, but thank you guys so much for tuning in to Time to Revive. 
Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at shinefmohio.com. The Shine FM Podcast Network.